0: Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Balanced Black Girl. My name is Les, I'm your host, and I'm really excited to have you here. So this month on the podcast, we're having casual conversations with some of my favorite Black women content creators who I admire and love to follow. A lot of them are probably some of your faves already, or maybe you'll find a new fave to follow. And we're just kind of keeping it light, keeping it cute as we head into summer. So I'm really excited for today's guest because she basically carries Black Girl Wellness Talk on her back. (laughs) She is the epitome of Black Girl Wellness Talk. I'm excited to welcome Morgan Jones, who is a Legree instructor, wellness content creator. We also know her as What Mojo Loves. She helps us really understand the real, real behind what's going on with wellness. So
1: welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm flattered. That was such a great intro.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy to have you. I've wanted to have you on the podcast for so long.
1: Yeah. And I think how we found each other was me highlighting Balanced Black Girl as one of my favorite wellness podcasts. So this is like a full circle moment for us. I
0: appreciate so much just because I know that credible information is so important to you. So I'm very flattered.
1: Love the pod. Love the pod. (laughs) Thank you.
0: So I would love to start off by chatting a little bit more about your wellness journey, how you got into wellness, and what sparked that interest for you.
1: Yeah, I'll take it all the way back to the early days. So I was always an athlete as a kid, so relied on sports as my physical activity. When I went to college, I didn't play collegiate sports. So I was kind of like, what do I do? And I was in somewhat of a rut throughout college. Once I graduated, I moved to New York and... And I was like, I have to figure out some way, like you got to move your body. And I would say I got caught up in what at the time felt like the toxic cardio culture, which was like everyone was doing a ton of cardio, ton of soul cycle. Um, So I kind of forced myself down a pigeonhole of a type of modality that I didn't really enjoy. And that took me down a slippery slope. So I think my wellness journey started out. Maybe not the healthiest, but where it's come to now, a lot of it, honestly, through the pandemic, doing a lot of reflecting, doing a lot of learning, a yeah. lot of reading, took me down a path of wanting to become a fitness instructor myself, wanting to heal my relationship with fitness, with my own body, with food, and did a lot of soul searching, and came out of that a fitness instructor, and then that has then turned into a content creator, which has been an interesting journey to share my experience not only as a fitness instructor, but as someone who just loves taking fitness classes and yeah. like doing workouts and trying on activewear. Um, yeah. So it's been a fun ride, but I'm really happy happy of like it's definitely a full circle moment of my wellness journey where i've healed the past that i've had and now i'm at yeah. a place where i truly love wellness and i look at wellness in a different light than i used to
0: yeah definitely thank you for sharing that that's such a relatable experience because i do feel like a decade ago wellness was such a weird more, more, more. Every yeah. More was better. How many classes can you take? I mean, during that time, didn't class pass have like an unlimited? Yes. There was such yeah, a short early period of time where they days, had the unlimited York, classes yeah. and you tried to take as many classes as you yeah. possibly can. Two a days. It, it was just so wild. And I think that a lot of the conversations around wellness have really evolved to take on a more intuitive approach, similar to what you've described, thankfully.
1: Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. It was definitely... Dark times, especially living in New York. I think New York, you're like cooped up in a small apartment and just like movement. You just, you try to find ways that are healthy and sometimes they're not so healthy. I was working in financial services at the time. So I had crazy hours and everybody would go to SoulCycle after work and then um, you go out to the bars
0: after. So it's definitely very different than the wellness life that I live now. Yeah. And that's a big part of it too. If it is part of your social life and if you're Using wellness to be social, and you're also doing it with people who are also maybe doing too much. It's very easy to get into that cycle of doing too much.
1: Yeah, which is wild because this is before social media was like really, really big. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine that mindset now. I
0: haven't lived in New York for a while, so maybe some of that is still there. But I mean, New York—it's very a different vibe than LA for yeah. sure. And I, I definitely want to hear more about how you're feeling about LA because yeah. you. After New York, we're a Bay Area girly for a while, yeah. and then you came down here a few months ago. How has that been? Yeah.
1: I, it's funny. I have this five-year mark. So I did five years in New York. <laughs> I did five years in the Bay. And hopefully, I'm here longer than five years, but so far, I really like it. Mm-hmm. I think it's the perfect balance of what I was looking for mm-hmm. in like lifestyle. Yeah. So New York was great right out of college. It was fun. I, I'm i born and raised from the East Coast, mm-hmm. so it felt like home. I spent a lot of time going to New York. Yeah. But the challenge for me was the way of life in New York just didn't fit what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I felt like I was a bit more jaded when I lived in New York, Mm -hmm. and I wanted simple things like a car, and um, so it brought me to California when I got a new job. I like the Bay a lot, and L.A. felt like the perfect mix of better weather, but Mm -hmm. you can still get easy, breezy California
0: lifestyle, Mm -hmm. so I've really loved it so far. It has all the things that I want out of a city, so I think I'll stay for a while. Yeah, I do feel like L.A. is such a great place if you do like wellnessy things. For sure. You like to take classes, you like trying different matchas. It's all here. Yeah that's me.
1: It's me too. <laughs> and it's funny, all my friends that have visited me or my family has visited me so far, they're yeah. like, this this fits right. very much to ask who you are as a person. So yes. I'm glad. I hope that's a compliment. I think it's a compliment. It is. It definitely yeah. is.
0: I remember feeling the same way when I moved to LA of everything that I like. is just, it's right here. I can yeah. do it all. Yeah feels like a breath of fresh air Mm -hmm.
1: in terms of I've lived all around. um, So I feel like I've tried it all. I did down south in college, Mm -hmm. northeast, midwest.
0: um, So I think I'm a west coast girl. Yeah. Now. And five years, you said you do kind of five year stunts. I feel like five years is a good chunk of time to spend in a place though, because you can establish roots. You can get, I think, a good feel for how you like a place or how well it fits after five years.
1: I heard it also has to do with our mindset around college Mm -hmm. and like school, four Mm -hmm. years, four years. Yeah. I heard like that four and five-year mark is when you start to have that itch for a change. But I always want to throw myself into new challenges. And I feel like moving to a new city and Mm. somewhat starting over is a good way to really focus on the things that you value, understand what you like and what you don't like. I don't want to ever be in a place where I'm living very passively and just kind of like staying stuck in a city um, just because it feels comfortable. So I think just picking up and moving is a little scary sometimes. Mm -hmm. And as someone who's somewhat nervous about big changes, (laughs) it has helped me kind of have those milestones to Mm -hmm. look forward to. Yeah. That's and a good why not? Point. If you don't like it, you right. can always go back.
0: Right. Exactly. Sometimes I think moving and those big changes like that can be so scary if you haven't done it, if you've never had to start yeah. over. And then I think if you've done it, it's almost kind of addicting. You you start to recognize that feeling yeah. of, I think it's time for me to start over again. Yeah. Where can I do that now? Yeah.
1: Except last time the move was so hard. I'm like, I need to yeah. stay put. <laughs> like, this, yeah. is, this is where maybe I tap out for a while. <laughs> A
0: taking a break. I, I'm in the midst of moving right now. Yeah. So I get taking a break from moving. <laughs> it's just as always stressful. No matter whether you move across the state, across the country, down the street, yeah. moving is just always pain. It's never yeah. not. And I always think it's going to be better than the last time it ever is. The optimism. I know. So you also talked about how you became a fitness instructor. You teach Legree specifically. I would love to yeah. hear more about how you were introduced to Legree and what made you want to teach.
1: Yeah. So I was introduced actually when I moved to California because Mm -hmm. I didn't have community. I wasn't a big fitness group fitness class person, which is surprising because now that's all I do and all I talk about on social media. But when I moved to California, I was looking for a way to meet people. Mm -hmm. I was like, I might as well try. I think I was on ClassPass at the time, but there was a studio near my apartment that I could just walk to. And I was Mm -hmm. like, might as well try it out. And I had maybe taken one or two... Matt Pilates classes, but I had never been on a reformer mm-hmm. and I didn't know the difference between Legree and Pilates because there is a difference. I know a lot of people group them together. Yes. But I tried it out and I was like, this is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. It had the variety that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Every single class is different. Like you yeah. will never have the same experience because there's over a hundred different moves you can do. It had the challenge I was looking for. It was sweaty enough. The music was pumping, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like dark, kind of like you're in a basement, just like sweating <laughs> your life away. And it was fun. The instructors came around with more like hands-on. I think a lot of times when you take a class like spin where the instructor's also on a bike, they can't come around and help help you with form, really. So I loved it. And I kept up with it. And during the pandemic, when things started to shut down, I started to think about overall, very grand. Where do I want to find my sources of fulfillment in life? Yeah. And in my early 20s, I definitely put a lot of that into my career and Mm. burned myself out many times. I had many burnout episodes where it was only focused on my career. And in the pandemic, you were kind of questioning, what is my purpose in life? Like what impact do I want? To, and it sounds very grand, but it was where my mind was at the time. Mm-hmm. Wellness has always been a part of my life. And I feel like I'm at this point where my wellness journey can maybe help someone else. Because as I mentioned, my early days in my wellness journey weren't the healthiest, mm-hmm. that I wanted to have the positive impact that instructors had on me. Yeah. So I reached out to my favorite instructor, DM'd her. If she gives <laughs> me that confidence, if she tells me I'm crazy, okay. But if she gives <laughs> me that confidence boost that I need, and she did. And she mm-hmm. helped introduce me to the studio I started at. So it was an amazing journey. And I got, trained, posts, things starting to open back up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's been the last two years of my life. Yeah.
0: I love that you had a mentor to support you through that process. Yeah. And
1: she is like the most amazing. I always give her her flowers if it weren't for her, mm-hmm. because she was the first person, one who I had heard like hip hop in like a class like this. Yes. I feel like a lot of times you go to Pilates classes and just like the vibe is very different. Mm-hmm. She was encouraging. She had a very positive approach. Like I'm not someone who responds well to a drill sergeant who's going to be like, go harder and scream over me. But she pushed me to be stronger Mm -hmm. in ways that I really appreciated. So I was like, if I'm going to be an instructor, she is who I want to learn from. And she definitely gave me a paragraph. I was like, hey, is this crazy? And she (laughs) sent a full paper of like, (laughs) you need to do it. And that's just her personality. Mm -hmm. So I'm so appreciative because I think at the time, I definitely didn't have the confidence in my Mm skill sets. And I was probably, we go to the early days right after college, least healthy. I was probably in like the middle of the wellness journey. Like I knew I um, was improving my relationship with fitness, with food and with my body, but it wasn't where I am now. And Mm -hmm. I think if it weren't for her, I probably would have made that full transition to a better perspective about wellness overall.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it just goes to show how sometimes the relationships that we have with other people, even if they feel like they're doing something small, like she probably just thought Mm -hmm. encouraging you to go for it, is a small thing, but it can have such a big impact. Totally.
1: totally. And I've learned that now being two years in, getting those same mm-hmm. DMs, which is so crazy yeah. being on the receiving end of, of a lot of them now. It's great to just be able to pour into other people the way that I was poured into in my early finish journey. For sure.
0: So can we touch on the difference between Legree and Pilates? Yeah, so...
1: I feel like this needs to be a podcast I know. this <laughs> is own um, episode. <laughs> so the origin story is where I think a lot of people get tripped up. So the founder, Sebastian Legree, of Legree, was a Pilates instructor. Mm-hmm. So he had a Pilates background. And what he did, he also had a bodybuilding background. So yeah. he applied bodybuilding principles on a machine that was very similar to a reformer machine. Mm-hmm. His machine is patented. It's called the Megaformer. Mm-hmm. So it has springs where a lot of people are like, this is similar. You change springs. Yep. And it has straps. And it has handles, bars. And yeah. some of the moves have similar names, but they are pretty different because they have different objectives. Mm-hmm. Legree is higher intensity, and the objective is really to get your heart rate up, mm-hmm. similar to a HIIT workout, yeah. but it's still low impact. Mm-hmm. So you still have that benefit. Versus Pilates, there's so many different varieties of different types. Cardio Pilates, there's traditional, classical, so there's a variety of different Pilates principles that are applied through Pilates classes, yeah. but they are pretty different. Sometimes you can take classes that it was like, oh, that kind of felt a little Legree-esque mm-hmm. or that felt a little bit more like calming Pilates-esque, but both are great. I love both. I'm a big fan of both. Both are part of my regular workout splits. I think it's just more so people just get tripped up on like how the machines are similar. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the branding is similar, but they are pretty
0: different. And they feel very different. Yeah. But. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> yeah, Pilates classes, their objective isn't necessarily to get your heart rate up. If it does, great. Mm -hmm. But they're focused on your breath and your mind-muscle connection. And there's a whole series, you probably saw it on TikTok, that I did comparing the two and how they are different. But there's a lot of nuance there. Like, you can take some classes that... Mm -hmm. Legree classes that are super easy. And then, like, Pilates classes that are super challenging. So it's just...
0: It, like, totally depends on where you're doing it. Totally
1: depends. Instructor, machine, class type.
0: Yeah. The first time I ever took Legree... Probably in like 20, maybe 2017. Oh,
1: early days. It was pretty early, yeah,
0: Yeah, at a studio in Seattle. Okay. It was called Inspire. Is that right? Something like that. I think it was called Inspire. My roommate at the time was taking classes there and Mm -hmm. she really liked it. And at the time I was like a hardcore gym girly. I lifted a lot. I had done Pilates here and there, traditional reformer Pilates. And so I was, whatever, this will be easy. And I was in that class like, what (laughs) just happened?
1: And I've been taking it for (laughs) six, seven years now and teaching for two. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was like, wait a minute. What what is going on? It's, yeah, it's
1: crazy. But I always say in a lot of my videos, it's definitely not for everyone. I get the criticism, which a lot of people are very vocal about, especially in the Pilates community. Mm-hmm. I think there's some beef, I'll say, between the <laughs> two. But it's definitely not for everyone. Yeah. Um, the spring loads are heavier. Like mm. we talked about the intensity. But I think if you enjoy, if you're a gym person and you enjoy things that feel very strength training-esque in front yeah. of the heaviness of the springs, mm-hmm.
0: it's a great workout. I it love is. it. I mean, I think everyone should try it.
1: And yeah straight ones, But take a beginner's class. That's the definitely. mistake a lot of people make is like most degree classes are taught at an intermediate level mm-hmm. and you're just moving so quickly. Mm-hmm. Again, big difference from Pilates. Is your transitions are so important in degree. Yes. So like you're flipping around. You're like, what just happened to me? It's right. a whirlwind. So yeah. definitely encourage people
0: to start out with like most studios call them like basics or mm-hmm. fundamental foundation classes. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of Legree classes, at least the ones I've taken, are programmed to be almost like a, in my mind, I think of it as like a pyramid, if that makes sense, where you'll start maybe on one leg with a set of movements and then you'll move to maybe do unilateral work and then kind of core work at the peak. And then you descend doing those same moves kind of in reverse on the other side. Mm -hmm. I'm very visual. So my brain calls it a pyramid. That's a
1: good analogy. I have to feel that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do it. Which I also think Sometimes, I mean, I have definitely taken some Legree classes where I'm like, this is hard for no reason. Like, mm-hmm. what are we doing? <laughs> yeah,
1: you have to be very intentional. You want people to feel challenged but right. not feel like, I can't do this. Right? You no, know, it's like, a fine line. Um, but, yeah, that is typical. You do your – typically you do, like, center core in the beginning. And then you'll do, like, the whole left side of your body, including left obliques, left legs. Then you'll mm-hmm. work your way down. And then you'll have a version that's, like, light spring loads, yeah. lower body, and then heavier spring loads. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty unique. Honestly, there's no workout except I guess reformer for Pilates that gets similar in terms of the shakes and the burns yeah. that you feel during this. For sure, you'll feel it, and you'll oh, yeah. feel it after. Yeah, for sure. I took a class this morning, and I'm like, I'm gonna be sore tomorrow. <laughs> I still get sore, which morning. is the best feeling. Yeah, like, I know it's I, I satisfying. Hard. I worked hard. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you take class from this morning? I took it at uh, Studio MDR, which oh, yeah. is, yeah. Have mm-hmm. you been there before? Mm-hmm. We got to go somewhere. Before yeah, you yeah, leave. Yeah. yeah I love that. Um, Studio MDR. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple, there's a lot of reformer studios yeah. around.
0: Yeah. Studio MDR is a good one. Yeah. I've, of reformer classes that I've taken, I've liked classes at Sweat, which is in Mar oh. Vista. It's also a black woman owned Pilates studio. I really you like classes.
1: You know what? I think the new place that I'm going to be teaching at soon, yeah. I think some of them teach at Sweat too. Mm-hmm.
0: Probably. I didn't know it was Black I Mm -hmm. gotta check it out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Gonna add it to my list, maybe this weekend.
0: Yeah. They have really great classes there. So that's one of my favorites. I haven't gone in a while just because of my schedule, but they have really good classes. That's a big perk about LA. Reformer
1: classes were not that common in the Bay. There's Mm -hmm. a, there's a handful of Legree and then like, I'll say Legree-ish classes, Mm -hmm. but true reformer classes there aren't many of them in the bay so that was yeah. my most exciting That's thing it's like surprising. i can hop around on class pass and great. get all of these in one
0: month it's great yeah i mean that is a good thing about being in a market where there's so many different studios and things to try yeah Sometimes we all need a little boost in the energy department, but coffee can just be a little aggressive. Sometimes coffee just does the absolute most, and when I'm cutting back on my caffeine intake, I love drinking mud water instead. Mud water is a coffee alternative with four adaptogenic mushrooms and Ayurvedic herbs it has way less caffeine than coffee, so it offers some incredible benefits without the crash. I also love the ingredients. It has cacao and chai for a boost of energy, lion's mane to help you focus, cordyceps, which support physical performance, chaga and reishi for immune support, and then cinnamon for antioxidants and helping to keep our blood sugar stable. So when I make my mud water, I like to blend it with some hot water, a little bit of monk fruit or maple syrup to sweeten it up. And then I add a bit of the mud water creamer, which is incredible. It has coconut milk and MCT powder. And when you blend it all together, it gets creamy and frothy and is so good. It helps me feel focused and energized. I don't get the jitters. I don't feel anxious or I don't crash later in the day. And it's just such a great morning ritual to have. They also have tea blends and a Mudwater matcha, which is great if you are more of a matcha fan. I recommend grabbing a starter kit so that you have everything you need to create a new ritual. So to try it out, go to mudwater.com slash balanced. That's spelled M-U-D-W-T-R.com slash balanced. And when you use the code balanced, you can support the show and get an extra 15% off. Can we talk a little bit more about vetting workout classes? So something that you do that I love is your Mojo Moves series where you try classes at different studios. You have a set of criteria that you're looking for just to kind of rate. Is this beginner friendly? Is this accessible? Mm -hmm. What is it like? So what are some things that maybe say, I want to go take a new class, some things that I could kind of look out for?
1: In terms of green flags, like when you're in the class or like when you're searching for the class?
0: Green flags when you're in the class.
1: Okay. Yeah. I think a lot of this background, honestly... Came from becoming a fitness instructor of like mm-hmm. things to look out for. Yeah. Number one, you should always be taking a class that has a warm up. Mm-hmm. That's green flag if it has one. Big red flag if it doesn't. Yeah, and not a couple quick jumping jacks. Right, it should move whatever joints and muscle groups you're going to work during mm-hmm. that class. You yep. shouldn't just be jumping in cold. Yeah, I personally like a class, and this is kind of jumping back a bit. I like a class that feels welcoming. Mm-hmm. I'm paying money, yeah. like Absolutely. I want you to feel. Welcoming. Like, right. I don't want to feel cold. As many fitness classes as I've taken as someone who works out pretty frequently, there are a lot of classes where I kind of felt very other. Like, mm-hmm. I felt very, I don't know, insecure in my fitness. And it has nothing to do with my fitness level. It has to do with how they made me feel for about sure. being a new person. Like, yes. So, I definitely do that vibe check when I first walk in. Then I check for the warm up. Yeah. Uh, other things to look for, modifications for sure. I am a firm believer group fitness classes are for everyone. There is no class where you should. And if you see your class and everyone's super strong and it's a bunch of regulars, then maybe you don't need to throw them out. Yeah. But as someone who's a fitness instructor, when I go to a lot of classes, I look around mm-hmm. and I see people with horrible form that I'm, like, scared yes. <laughs> for them hurting themselves. And I'm, like, waiting for the instructor to offer them mods and they give nothing. So some level of mods, at least yeah. a handful right. uh, throughout the class. Great cueing. I have a long list. Great queuing. Yeah, so like describing what you're getting into well and right. not just saying, watch me kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. I think the watch me thing, we all have different limb lengths right. and different strength levels. So they mm-hmm. shouldn't just have to rely on a visual from you. Yeah. You should be able to ha- describe where they're feeling it, where yeah. they are engaged, what their form should look like, how tall their spine should be. So yeah. definitely great cueing. Those are, I think, the core ones that are like, okay, this is a solid class. Yeah. I'm someone, there's definitely like modalities I don't love. So it's hard for some classes. I'm just never going to really love it, love it. But for the most part, if you check all
0: of those green flag boxes, it's a solid class that we go back to. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I think especially about the vibe check, I've had a lot of similar situations where I also work out a lot. I've been a fitness professional, but they make you feel weird if you're not a regular. And I'm like, well, do you ever want me to be one? Because I don't want to with the way you're acting. It's so weird.
1: It's so weird. From the front desk person, if they have one, to the instructor, it should be, you should be welcoming at the very least. Like this is very much a customer service kind of job as a fitness instructor. You have to be personable Mm -hmm. and not just to a select group of people. Right. Um, And of course, fitness instructors have bad days. I've Mm -hmm. definitely had my bad days as an instructor, but at the very least, you should make people feel welcome. You should, oh, Big one. Asking about injuries. Yes. And I think a lot of group fitness classes struggle with this because they'll mm-hmm. say, like, anybody have any in- injuries and they expect you to scream from the top of your lungs? Right. Like, hey, like, I have this weird hip thing or I just had a baby. Yeah. People aren't necessarily comfortable announcing their injuries. So it right. should be a more like, introduce yourself to the new client. Yeah. Ask about their injuries. Exactly. And then go into the up. So, yes. Sorry, my ordering was all over the place. But yes. those are definitely the essentials for a good group fitness class. For sure. For and sure. the others are, like, icing on top. I'm a big music person, so like music gets you bonus points. It does. Energy of the instructor. Mm-hmm. I try not to be too critical of a class just based on the instructor the first time I go because it may just we may not vibe. Mm-hmm. So I kind of now I've taken so many classes I can assess whether it's an instructor issue mm-hmm. or the way that these routines one studio is coming to mind. Barrys, I'm not a huge Barrys fan. <laughs> me um, the, if there's a treadmill involved, honestly, <laughs> I too. just don't. Love I'm it. not a cardio girl. Yeah. I I do do cardio, but in small. Burst. And like that's a, a
0: very class. no pain, no gain invite. Like, it's an environment where you're encouraged to just push really hard. Yeah. Kind of no matter what. And I just don't love that. Yeah. I felt the same way about Orange Theory and seeing the scores up on the wall. Yeah. I did not love that.
1: I had a video about berries that people were very felt. Strongly about, I'll say, I'll put it that way. <laughs> Everything you're describing is an instructor issue. And I'm like, it's not. It's how dark the room is. Right. It's that they don't really care about your injuries. Right. It's that they don't come around for corrections, offer modifications. It's just pure chaos. There's no way another instructor could make those things that I just described less. Like, right. it's just the way that they train or don't train. I don't know if the instructors make up their own
0: routines there, but. And it's, if people love it, that's cool. Do it. Yeah. You like it. I love We're it. As long as you're
1: not hurting yourself. Right. Which I think it's some of them, it's possible.
0: For sure. For sure. And especially too, if someone doesn't really listen to their body and doesn't know Mm -hmm. how to balance a workout like that with proper recovery, because recovery becomes so important when you're doing that type of workout. And that's not always as widely accepted or taught.
1: Yeah. I think that goes back to modifications too. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people see modifications as weak and they won't take them. And they'll just go, if you don't offer them or encourage them or like make people pause and Think about how they're feeling, Mm -hmm. they're going to go for the harder, even though they probably may have bad form and they could hurt themselves. Yeah. As I get older, I'm way more sensitive to like the Mm -hmm. injury thing. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm not, my body just doesn't move the same way. I can't take that risk and be just out the game for a month.
0: Exactly. Or longer. Yeah. When I did yoga teacher training, one of my instructors said something that really, really stuck with me. I'm going to butcher it because I don't remember exactly how he said it, but it was along the lines of, Letting the pose meet your body where it is, so whether mm-hmm. that's using using a block or using a modification, yep. is actually going to do so much more for you than forcing your body into a shape that it doesn't want to be yep. in. You're not getting any benefits from forcing your body to do something it's not designed to do, but if you take the help to let the movement meet you where you are, you are benefiting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've definitely heard similar type of sentiments. And sometimes I'm like, I need to write that down. i so
0: <laughs> I wish I knew verbatim what, yeah, how he I've, said it. Yeah, I've heard similar
1: things. And I think a lot of people try with like range of motion too, mm-hmm. or like spring loads in, in my classes being too heavy. The efficiency yep. is shot because you're not getting the full range of motion. You're exactly. trying to push yourself too far. So you're not even challenging because you're using more of your back than yep. your legs. Um, so there's a lot in it. Exactly.
0: So another topic when it comes to fitness, especially for black women. Mm-hmm. It's our hair.
1: It's our hair. It's our Research hair. Research shows
0: it's the top reason. It is. It's a, it's a thing. And hair, I mean, it's just hair, but for us it's not. Like, it's not. It's, it's hair, That's but also hair, hair is very important to us. And I don't think that we should forego taking care of our physical bodies for the sake of our hair. I think that there are things that we can do to take care of both. And I know that that is especially your specialty. And that's what really you initially kind of blew up on TikTok talking about protecting your hair while you work out. Can you tell us a little bit more about just your relationship with your hair and how you maintain your hair while staying active?
1: Yeah. So... I've always been, as I mentioned, when I was younger, I was an athlete. I was even a swimmer on swim team. And I think actually that is probably if I were to trace back the moment where I remember making a choice about my hair that wasn't a style. It was like, oh, I need to actually change behaviors because of my hair. Mm -hmm. I love being on swim team, but I didn't want to wear the cornrows year round. I I can't remember what age I was, but it was probably around middle school. where was like, I want to do something different. and I don't necessarily want these... I didn't have the best core roles, I will say, but where I was like, okay, I'm not going to do swim team anymore. And I think those are choices that from that point on, myself and a lot of other Black Women make yep. when it comes to their hair and fitness. So I am someone I, I love a good silk press. I am somewhat known for my silk press before Kamala was the silk <laughs> press queen in college. You could ask anybody. So I, I do enjoy wearing my hair in a silk press. Mm-hmm. When I started working out, when I graduated college, I was like, I got to figure this out because yep. I'm not going to burn my hair off. Like I'm yep. not going to reheat my hair after right. workouts. Yeah, but I'm also. I also didn't really know different styles at that point, I will say. like Now I definitely have more of a range, but I was like, I have to figure something out. So I tried a bunch of different things and settled on something that worked for me. Uh, My mom would be upset if I didn't give her credit, but she was the one who first sent me the gym wrap, which is what Mm -hmm. I talk about in a lot of my videos. I now
0: use it This was 10 years
1: ago. So like, I have the one I still have. Talk about product longevity. Definitely. Is over 10 years old because my mom mailed it to me. She She's like a QVC lady. She loves buying <laughs> things online and sending. It. She's great. So she mailed it to me and I tried it and it worked. Yeah. And as I started to work out more and post about working out more, I was doing half marathons during that like cardio chapter of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friends were like, how are you? How does your hair look the same? And I was like, oh, I just do this thing. And, and I started getting more questions frequently. Mm-hmm. So I started filming videos and sending them to my friends. Mm-hmm. And as the request kept coming in, I was like, okay, I get new phones. I leave the <laughs> video. I just need to post this somewhere. Yep. So I can send people a link. Yeah. And at the time, I was casual. I was a TikTok lurker. I <laughs> I'm in. I work in marketing, so I do enjoy social media. But I was like, I'm just gonna post it. And I was like, should I make it private? And I was like, no, then I can't send the link. So I posted it. And I woke up the next morning shocked. And it's funny because I always thought it. I almost didn't post it because I thought it was such basic knowledge that everyone had figured out already. Oh. I was like, maybe I'll just people will roast me in the comments. But yeah, it was. I was amazed, and that really launched. My content creation career, which is wild because that was never on the radar for me. It just mm-hmm. happened because of that video. Because I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. Once people started following <laughs> me, I was like, okay, I have to give them something. Like, yeah. I have to give them content. Yeah. So yeah, that is that is how it came about. My sister gave it a funny name. We call it koala ears because you put them on the top of your mm-hmm. head, you kind of look like a little koala bear. And that's what I've been using for the last probably 10 years or so now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, long time. Hasn't failed me yet. Yeah. Although I did just cut my hair a little bit and it is harder. So I'm like, do I need to go? For Four instead of two, but, but yeah, it's helped. And yeah. I, it's helped thousands of women, which is yes. mind boggling to me. Yes. To this day, I still get so many messages on that original video. Mm-hmm. People in the street who will be like, oh my gosh, it's helped save my hair. Yes. And it just makes me so happy because as someone who loves physical fitness, yes. loves wellness, being able to help people have the opportunity to explore the type of fitness that they love, maybe yes. they gave up cardio because yeah. they didn't have a method for their hair, just like it makes me happy going back to. What I wanted to do when I was in the pandemic, thinking about the impact that I wanted to leave, it just makes me happy that it's helped other women when it comes to wellness and
0: fitness. Absolutely. Yeah. And what I love about that story is how it started off you kind of doing that for your friends and then it ended up happening on a larger scale. But it just shows that a lot of us are dealing with so much of the same stuff and what may seem like common knowledge or we think like because we do something like, oh, everybody knows this, but sometimes not. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's a big thing I've learned from TikTok mm-hmm. is a lot of times I'll share things. I was like, oh, this is a silly one off. We've all lived the same life. It feels like sometimes right. you see a video and you're like, wow, I was struggling with that same thing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've kept up with the hair content and different ways of maintaining your hair with workouts, not with workouts,
0: struggles to find a good braider, all of it. <laughs> the etern- I feel like that's just a universal struggle we all have Ooh, right yeah. now.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Every time I think I'm going to like put a deposit somewhere, I hear some horror story of someone I was like, do I really need braids? Do I really want to be in there for 12 hours? I don't
0: know. That's real. That's real. I mean, I get people who ask me a lot about fitness and hair and I feel like I've not been a good, I'm not a good person to ask because I just mess my hair up. I'm like, I just, I just mess it up. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you because I don't maintain it. I just mess it up. But I definitely know that I've made different decisions about what types of workout that I will do based on what's going on with my hair. Like being in a silk press era like I am right now, hot yoga just hasn't been Mm -hmm. a thing. And I still love yoga and I'll do it at home, but I'm not going in a hundred degree – Mm-hmm. studio that takes it i'll mess up the edges a little bit but i'm like that takes a it's gone step yeah too far. <laughs>
1: yeah i always tell people i can't save you from hot yoga no and i can't save you from like extreme cardio like no. if you're in a soul cycle class warm for like an hour it may not you
0: just got to time hot. it with wash day you yeah. got to do it right before you're going to wash your exactly. hair if you want to do it sometimes the mental gymnastics i do i'm like
1: okay i have a okay. wedding this day then i have this workout class and i have this photo shoot then I, I have so this real I'm like i just cut it off. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Just cut it off.
0: Give me a wig. Please. Because I can't. That's what pushed me to finally just start going to the salon when I was just doing my own hair and I was straightening it myself. I'm like, okay, wait. So I got to make sure that I do my hair before I can clean the bathroom, before I can paint my nails, before I can do that. It was like, I'm tired. I'm get somebody else to do it. Yeah.
1: And this is exactly why I, and I know a lot of people are confused. It's like, you talk about hair and you talk about wellness, you talk about fitness. It's all together. It is. For Black women, it's a big reason, one, maybe why we're changing a workout, skipping a workout. Two, it's just like, sometimes I don't feel my best when my hair doesn't look its best. Mm -hmm. And like, hair depression is real. Your hair is breaking off out of nowhere. That can be upsetting. That can take a toll on you. So I think it's a big thing that only Black women understand. And that's why I'm so happy with TikTok, because it's helped me share my experience, but also learn from other people, too, and just chat about that shared experience. For sure.
0: Yeah. And I also think like no tip is too trivial Yeah, because sometimes I'll see someone share like a really good tip if it's related to hair, or maybe related to makeup. And then someone will be in the comments like, I've been knew this. I'm like, well, why didn't you Ben tell us? Because yeah. I didn't know. This is the first I'm seeing of it.
1: So, so many times I just have to force <laughs> myself to push posts because I'm like, this is stupid. Everyone's going to tell me they know this already. Mm-hmm. There's another video about a comb that I was like, everyone's going to say that they know this comb. No. Five hundred thousand people.
0: Yep. <laughs> like what? Right? What? They were like, "What's it called? Where do I get it?" I right. was like, wow, I thought
1: everyone knew about this. No, cone, maybe not. No,
0: we all want to be put on. Yeah,
1: I love it. That's my love language. That's what I tell people. Like, right. My love language is putting people on. Any,
0: <laughs> anyway, that's any why product, you're such a good reader, though, is and... because you like to yeah. genuinely share these things to put us on. I'm very anti gatekeeping. I don't believe in it at any capacity. <laughs> I love
1: it. Share everything. Yeah. Because why not? Yeah. I think a lot of that. I went to an all-women's college, so, like, the women helping women thing was yes. definitely four years, a big four years of my life. And I also have a sister, so mm-hmm. I think that probably comes through in my content and, like, my approach to content. But I just love sharing. Definitely. I get excited that I can help people find things. When I see people with a gym wrap, i I've been in workout classes where, like, I've seen people with the hairstyle, and I'm like, I wonder where they learned yes. that from. So, yeah. It's fun. They probably learned it from you. I know. I know. <laughs> like, I don't want to be that person, but... <laughs> where'd you learn that girl but it's fun and then
0: those moments it's so like satisfying it's like oh this is actually helping somebody yeah
1: it's wild social media is has its downsides for sure but a big upside is just this is something i would have never thought for myself Mm -hmm. and now i almost can't imagine my weekly life without it because i still have a lot of fun doing it and that's
0: Mm -hmm. what's important yeah You have a pretty full plate. I mean, you also work in marketing. Yeah. You are getting ready to start teaching again, but there was a time back when you were in the Bay where you were teaching and then also creating content. How do you kind of manage doing all of those things? Yeah. You picked a
1: perfect day to ask me because sometimes <laughs> I don't do it well, honestly. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I have to take breaks. I am a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something that I think about too and taking on three things, I have to be comfortable that all three are not going to be perfect all the time. Yeah, There is one, which is the one that pays my bills, which is my full-time job yeah. that can't be sacrificed. Yeah. So sometimes maybe I need to ask for a sub, ask for help mm-hmm. uh, in teaching my classes, yeah. or maybe I need to take a break, take a day off from content. That's mm-hmm. been like the hardest for me recently is
0: yeah.
1: the daily commitment of posting yeah. when I do take a day off. I'm very hard on myself about it, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I don't want to force it and I don't want to burn myself out because I do enjoy it. Um, So I think it's a couple of things, knowing when to ask for help, knowing what my boundaries are. I'm also, perfectionists have trouble saying no to people. (laughs) So there's like a couple of things in there, but being okay with just saying like, I can't, I just simply can't, whether that's social or, and I think just categorizing the important things like family time is always sacred. Nine to five is always sacred and wiggle room where I can. So yeah, I think it's just, Figuring out the balance of it all, and Mm -hmm. I let it evolve. Sometimes Mm -hmm. one thing I feel like I'm crushing it at, and the other I'm like, "Ah, I'm doing okay. And then sometimes it switches. But I'm at a place in my life where I'm just like focused on happiness. So Mm. as long as these things are still serving me in a way that makes me happy, I can Mm -hmm. find time for them. Oh yeah. Even if it's like lesser than what I would really want to do. Like I would love to teach every single day. I would love to teach three different types of fitness modalities. But I just have to be okay with teaching makes me happy. And teaching, I'll be teaching five classes a week at the new studio, which before, is same with what I was
0: doing before, but mm-hmm. love to teach more, but this is, I can still be That's happy and I can still keep my sanity. For which is sure. Important. Yeah. So it sounds like having a lot of flexibility with yourself. Yeah, for
1: sure. Not being too hard on myself and just making sure they're still serving me in the way that I originally took them on for. Content is great and I really enjoy it. Teaching is great, but I did give myself that little break when I was moving. Like I very easily, I've been talking to the studio that I'm going to teach at, for a very long time, mm-hmm. I could have just hopped over and said, I want to teach immediately. And I was like, no, like as much as I love teaching, I need to get a little bit more love to content. Totally. I need to figure out my plan for the next six months. And yeah. when that's in a good place, I can jump back into it.
0: Yeah. Uh, and get and settled after yeah, relocating. Exactly.
1: And it's always there. That's the thing too. Mm-hmm. Like content will always be there. Teaching will always be there. So mm-hmm. just finding the balance between the two. Those are the two that I think fight for the most brain space. Yeah. Um, but there are times sometimes I feel like I'm not being the greatest friend. So I need to lean into friendships more and support my friends and go on the trips or go to the baby showers, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't think I'm someone who I don't think there's ever in this may be controversial for this, for this podcast. But balance is hard. And I don't yeah. think balance always looks the same. Yeah. What balance is, is going to mm-hmm. evolve through your life, totally. through your chapters, through your month, through your quarter. And it's not always going to be perfectly balanced, but just striking some level of balance.
0: Oh, yeah, I totally agree. I think... Equilibrium doesn't exist. I think it's about moving through the seasons, having the main thing be the main thing, and knowing when to fall back in certain areas. Yeah, I hate the work life balance question. Like, what does work life
1: balance look like to you this month? I can tell you what it looks
0: like, (laughs) but next month it may look a little different. It totally change. Pick up a new hobby. Oh, we love hobbies. I love a good hobby. That's What my, are some uh, of your hobbies?
1: You know, I've been a lot of one and done where I need to double back and like go back to the ones that like I actually <laughs> enjoyed. Pole dancing was a lot of fun. Mm. It was very, very hard though. Yeah. And like I said, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. So I would love to have that as a, I'm not a dancer at all, but I think that was just like a fun way. It's fun, yeah. I loved pottery. I definitely mm. think I'm going to take on some classes to like actually learn. It was very therapeutic. And I don't know, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, what are some other ones? Any sport that doesn't feel like a workout. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I like them all. I love surfing. I had mm-hmm. so much fun surfing. Only reason I was good is because I was afraid of sharks. So it like kept me <laughs> on the board. But a lot of the things I've tried, I'm like, that was so fun. Mm-hmm. I've never tried something for the first time. That was a complete waste of time. Mm-hmm. But for a while, I feared trying new things because yeah. I thought it would be a, a complete waste of time, but it never mm-hmm. is. Even if I don't love it. Right. i trying to think if there's like something I tried where I'm like, nah, maybe I to do that again. I'm sure there's something, but... Yeah. You just learn a different side of yourself. Being bad at something is so great. I think for a while, I thought it was the worst thing in the world. It's like, no, I need to be good at everything in my life. I think that's also like juggling multiple passion projects has made me realize you cannot be an all-star in every single category. There is no one who is an all-star in every. The more you add on, the less you can be that. So maybe if you have two things, you can be. Mm -hmm. But I think being comfortable... I may have an off day teaching or I may have a flop video. I have a lot of flop videos. Like it's fine. We all do. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, what? whatever yeah. it's out there, but just being okay with not being a hundred percent out the gate and just the
0: commitment to like learn something and yeah. try something. Yeah. And just have fun with it. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. I think the desire to want to be good at everything kind of blocks hobbies sometimes and oh, blocks sure. our potential for hobbies. When I think there's actually a lot of value in being bad at something and Especially for high achievers, and we've talked about this this month on the podcast, just especially with like ambitious black women where we're very used to setting high goals and reaching them. Sometimes when we don't, it can be really devastating. And when we do those little things, maybe it's a little activity or maybe Mm -hmm. it's fun. I've been learning how to play tennis and I'm terrible at tennis. I almost think it's good for me to be bad at something so that those setbacks feel a little less devastating because I'm I'm used to like yeah. having something flop. Mm. <laughs> and it builds that resilience in a way that is a little bit more gentle because mm-hmm. it's like the stakes are low. You can just have fun with it. It's okay if you go to pottery class and you make something that's not yeah. beautiful. Yeah, totally. <laughs>
1: And I think it's also beautiful if you stick with it Mm -hmm. and you have documentation, which now it feels like my whole life is documented, (laughs) of, like, where you started. Mm -hmm. It's such a beautiful moment. So if you do get good, you have that to look back on. Look how far I've come. Sometimes I look at my old videos. Oh, my gosh. Cringe. (laughs) That's fine. It's an evolution. Now I'm way more comfortable in front of a camera.
0: Oh, yeah. And I think if you don't look back at your old content and cringe, then… You weren't trying. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Then you were overthinking it or you Mm -hmm. started too late or… Old content is supposed to be a little cringe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it
1: definitely. Is. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll never delete it. It's always going to
0: be there. It's just, yeah, we just let it. We let it live. Yeah. Let it live. So I would love to transition a little bit to talk more about wellness in general and mm-hmm. would love to learn a little bit more about What you're feeling from a wellness standpoint and what you're not feeling. Before we jumped into the conversation, you said wellness ics, and I was like, yes. I have a lot of them. (laughs) Let's talk about some of your wellness ics. Do you wanna go ics first or like good first? Let's do ics first so that the good sounds really good.
1: (laughs) My biggest one is probably the gut conversation Mm -hmm. on social media. As someone who I have my own gut health issues, Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of diet culture inserted in or disguised as gut health that is really just like fat phobia or the newest way to shrink yourself. Mm -hmm. A lot of it does not have scientific backing. A lot of these products aren't fully disclosed in how they're being advertised. I think it's a very slippery slope. And it makes me sad because they're not cheap. So a lot of these products you could be spending on things that may actually are proven to help your gut. So I think a lot of it is People pushing gut health that aren't, like we were talking about
0: earlier, maybe out of their depths, mm-hmm. areas of expertise. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably a big one. Yeah, is a lot. And I think it could be used to kind of mask a bit of orthorexia, an excuse oh, sure. to cut out certain food groups or not have sure. certain things if there's not a medical reason. I mean, eat what you want. Don't eat what mm-hmm. you don't want your body. Yeah. But I do think sometimes online specifically, it can be a slippery slope from gut health or a mm-hmm. protocol that is a form of restriction. Yeah, for sure. I think
1: gut health is a big one. Similarly, a lot of supplements, like there's a lot of pushing of supplements mm-hmm. by people who just, like we are saying, it worked for you maybe, but yeah. there's a lot of other things you were also doing that may have also worked. So I think generally like to group them together, pushing products that are expensive yeah. where people could be possibly spending that money in areas that are more valuable to their overall wellness. Mm-hmm. I have a category, I guess this is going to the ones that I am feeling. The food you're consuming, the way you're moving your body and your sleep. Yep. I would much rather, or I would suggest, I am no expert. I always say this on my platform. <laughs> I'm just a girl who honestly wasted a lot of money in wellness for a long Same. time. Like yeah. I've lived a fairly long enough life to spend <laughs> a lot on wellness or waste a lot on wellness mm-hmm. and fall for all the gimmicks. I think you should spend your money on those things that are yeah. proven to actually help the longevity of your life versus sure. these quick fixes, silver bullets, yeah. magic powders that people love to push without regulation
0: for sure. Word, any other wellness ics? Oh, I have one if if you're still thinking.
1: This is a controversial one. Mm -hmm. I will say Pilates in the way that it's positioned Mm -hmm. on social media. Talk about it. Yeah. So there's this big, I'm a big strength like you. I love strength training and I love Pilates. Mm -hmm. I will never put one type of movement over the other. I definitely have preferences, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of people on social media specifically with Pilates where they're like, I stopped lifting like a man. So now I do Pilates and now my body looks like this and it used to look like this and I was Mm -hmm. so inflamed. So the way that unfortunately, and it all spiraled from One Met Gala interview was really, really (laughs) the tipping point. Um, (laughs) But I think the way that it put Pilates is amazing for so many different things. Yes. But— it is not going to guarantee your physique to look a certain way. I, right. I do it all the time. My physique doesn't look the way that a lot of people on the app are saying it will look. It's yeah. not going to give everyone abs. It's not going to give everyone a snatched waist. Mm-hmm. I, I really struggle with that because I was like, I love it so much. And if you guys knew that it can make every aspect of movement in your life easier, it yes. can help you rehab from injuries, it can help you bring more awareness to your body and your yeah. muscles and like train better. Yeah. There's so many other benefits that I really get the ick when people are like, the, I, I'm very triggered by the like lifting like a man or like bulky conversation totally. because that I definitely fell into that trap when I was in my cardio era where I'm mm-hmm. running all the muscle off my body yeah. and like just skin and bones. So I think that is always just, I think it will always be there and it just evolves in different ways. And the latest yeah. version of it, it used yeah. to be cardio, the latest version is Pilates. But so that everyone knows, the act of toning your muscles is not a real thing. So when right. people describe this tones your muscles versus bulks your muscles, no, it either helps you lose
0: fat or it helps your muscles grow right. and <laughs> being bulky has so much more to do with genetics than yeah, what exercise you're doing. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I think I lift pretty heavy and lift pretty regularly, but I wouldn't most people would be like you don't look like you lift it off. So <laughs> I think it's it's all relative. Another big one, I think for me, is the role, not necessarily something that people talk about, something people don't talk about, Mm -hmm. This role genetics plays. Mm -hmm. You just mentioned when it comes to everything from hair to physical fitness Mm -hmm. to wellness, genetics plays a big role. And that's something, honestly, I I wish I talked about more on my page because I am someone who, I think I work very hard in the gym, but I'm also aware that my dad is six two tall and thin, just like I am. Mm-hmm. And that when I take two months off the gym, yeah. my physique doesn't change that much. Yeah. And I'm okay with saying I benefit from genetics, but I also work hard. Yeah. There's a lot of fitness influencers who, sh- who would never say that genetics right. plays a role in their physique, which is mind-boggling right. to me because genetics plays a role in a lot of our physiques. Oh yeah, um, whether it's bone structure, muscle fiber placement, height, there's definitely a lot of that. But people will like to show you what their dump truck looks like Mm -hmm. and sell you a dump truck workout.
0: Right. gives me the ick. (laughs) Agreed. And I think what not enough people talk about when it comes to genetics is genetics also determine how your body responds to the things you're doing. That's why you can do the exact same workout as someone else and have a completely different result because your genetics control how your body responds. and. That is going to vary by each individual person.
1: And that's one it took me so long. Like, I'm embarrassed to say how long it took me to realize I for probably into my early 30s, I would say, was really the turning point, like when I hit 30. But late into my 20s, I had fitspirations, which Mm -hmm. were people's physique. They were following fitness programs or I was buying their fitness programs or following their workouts because I was like, I want my body to look like Mm -hmm. theirs. And even if I ate exactly the same way, worked out exactly the same way, I am never going to look like them. And that is okay. What I focus on now is for me and my body, are there different ways I can challenge myself? Mm -hmm. Are there different muscle groups I can see if I can grow? But it's about me against me versus like me trying to aspire to a fitspiration. I wish I got rid of that way earlier. I think I would have had a
0: much healthier journey. <laughs> oh my gosh. Preach. Yeah. Big preach. And I think to the people who are kind of on the other end of that, pushing those narratives irresponsibly is like a really big ick. Yeah. Me.
1: Yeah. It's a lot of it. Yeah. When you think about it, if you have a great physique that you don't really have to do a lot for, You can convince people Mm -hmm. that they can get this physique. Uh, And I'm not saying everyone with a great physique does not work hard. That's the thing. Like, these two things can exist at Mm -hmm. the same time. I can only think of one large fitness influencer who has ever mentioned her genetics playing a role in her physique when people ask her. I get the question a lot from Pilates because, like I said, I'm pretty tall and I would say straight up and down. People would be like... I see a lot of instructors look like you. Would you say that contributed to Pilates or Legree contributed to your physique? And I say no. Mm -hmm. I've always pretty much for the most part looked like this, whether I was doing Pilates or not, um, with small little differences. But
0: my head comes from my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's why it's so important, kind of that education piece, which I think you do a really good job of explaining is – looking for a benefit that is relevant to you and also just focusing on how you want to feel. Like Pilates is probably not going to necessarily give you a six pack, but it is full body physical therapy and you're going to feel like you have amazing posture and just aligned and it's going to make other movements easier. And that's a great benefit too.
1: Yeah. There's a lot in that narrative that needs to change. So I like to do my part at chipping away, but (laughs) it will take a lot of people. It will probably take larger
0: influencers. Yeah. Uh, And an industry shift because I think the, the wellness specifically fitness portion of the wellness industry, that is, that's how it's always marketed. And Mm -hmm. I think it's shifting, but it's going to take some time to really move. Yeah. Pilates will not give you abs. (laughs) If I could make a campaign out of it, it's not going to be. And that muscle is not inherently masculine. Mm -hmm. We need muscle to survive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very important.
1: Especially for women. Yeah. I love strength training there was a time where I didn't do it. And I was like, I cannot imagine my, I love lifting heavy things. Right. Like when I go on a plane and I can put that suitcase (laughs) up with ease, I can bring all my groceries in or anything. Right. I love having strength-based goals.
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely. So let's get into some of your green flags, wellness wellness things that you like. Sleep is
1: probably my biggest. I'm very serious about my sleep. And that is the thing that is going to help you live longer, like making sure you're getting efficiency um, in your sleep, focusing on your sleep. I've gotten every person in my life passionate about sleep. So that's probably my biggest green flag. I'm a big fan of like diversity in your workouts. I think because I was someone for so long, I was just doing one thing. So like, I love when I do it and when I see other creators or other people that are coupling things like Pilates with strength training, because those are two valuable ways to maybe hit similar muscle groups, but in a different way. I'm so clouded by the (laughs) red flags that there are. Um, I think those are the big ones. I mean, Mm research-based, evidence-based. I'm a big wellness nerd, I would say. So anybody uh, or any resource that I can get my hands on, Mm -hmm. that is going to help educate me or help me learn something new that's rooted in research and science. I'm a data nerd. So like Mm -hmm. any wellness data I can get my hands on Mm -hmm. for myself, like hyper-personalized data I love. Yeah. I'm also a big fan and this is something I would like to see more of a trend of mm-hmm. coupling mindfulness mm-hmm. with more intense workouts. Yeah. That's something that's not pretty common. Yeah. I took one class and I adored it. It was one of the rare 10 out of 10s I gave. And I learned recently they, they shut down oh, and sad. they were in New York, but it was a hit workout with meditation in the beginning and the end. Love and I that. think that's so unique. Cause a lot of times it's coupled with yoga or right. something that's like, in that similar realm. But mm-hmm. I think bringing mindfulness into more of your life yes. is so valuable, especially as someone who honestly am not the greatest. I would love to do it every day. Mm-hmm. I am not consistent enough. But if it was a part of the workout that I was going at to right. and I was going multiple times a week, that would be a great way to get. And it was, I want to say like 15 minutes. So yeah, it was like a good chunk a good, in the beginning. And, and they had a great vibe going. So I would love to see that become more of a trend. Mm-hmm. Mindfulness is so valuable. Any other ways that you can help people just bring more awareness into the moment? For uh, sure. Especially when we're like consuming so much. Right. So many different. We got Netflix
0: going. We got our phone with social media.
1: There's a lot to consume. So just like slowing down. Yeah. More
0: mindfulness. Love that! I think those are my big ones. Those are great ones. I love that combination of meditation and hit. Oh, I may have to that. open the studio. Like I yeah. may have to open one.
1: I mean, it was so great. They actually DM'd me after the review and they were like, oh, thank you so much. When I went back to New York, yeah. I looked it up. I was like, I got to take a class. And they were like, we sold and whoever bought it is going online. So oh. they're like, it's going to move away from the bummer. What it was, but yeah.
0: But maybe an opportunity.
1: Yeah, that is my dream. That's my long-term goal is to open my own fitness studio with a matcha
0: cafe. Oh my God. Yes. That's (laughs) perfect for you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it would be some combination of strength and Pilates or Legree, some hybrid. I just Mm -hmm. need to find some other people on board because I can't take on it solo, but
0: that's the goal. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Well, when that does happen, I look forward to coming in, taking a class, getting a matcha. (laughs) Morgan, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Yeah, this is so fun. So fun. Before <laughs> we wrap up, I would love to do some rapid fire just favorites, things that you're just loving in general. Ooh, okay. So the first one will be your favorite wellness practice that you're top of your list right now.
1: Morning movement. Mm-hmm. I think there's just no better way. You get it out of the way. Yep. I think for a while I was in a rut where it was like later in the day, but
0: morning movement is my big one. Starting your day with you. agree. It's mm-hmm. just there's just it just sets your day off on the right, the right yeah. tone. Yeah. For sure, any beauty products you're loving, hair, makeup, skin. Mm.
1: I like the Kosas brow gel. Mm-hmm. I put it on today, and I was mm-hmm. like, you know, this this does the trick. Uh, hair products, I don't even, I don't even try any because I let myself <laughs> do that. So stick to you trying them. I had a period of time where I was trying a bunch of stuff by myself, and I'm like, I'm doing more damage than good. Yeah. Um, so I would say brow gel is probably my fave. I've heard good
0: things about the Kosas brow yeah, gel. I, I really haven't like tried it, it yet. I have yeah. to check. It
1: I out. like all their products. My skin's very sensitive, so I have a hard time with foundations yeah. and makeup.
0: I like the concealer for sure. They had a skin tint. I was using a skin tint from them that I really liked and I didn't rebuy it. I don't remember why, but I also liked it too.
1: Yeah. And theirs is a, it's like a tinted brow gel. So Mm -hmm. it's not just like the clear ones,
0: but Mm -hmm. I like it a lot. Yeah. I'll have to try that. I've seen it. I've Mm -hmm. heard good things. Let's see. What was next? Favorite place to shop?
1: Ooh. Activewear or regular clothes? Both. Regular clothes, probably Shopbop, which is basically a department store, so you can get a bunch of different things. So yeah. not one particular brand. I feel like I'm in a fashion rut right now where, like, my style is evolving. So I would say that I also like Oak and Fort for, like, regular clothes. Mm-hmm. Activewear, I have a bunch. I have a top five. <laughs> so I would say <laughs> Lululemon, Aloe, P Nation, Nike, and fiori mm-hmm. probably my five.
0: That's a really good top page. five. I need to get more into Aloe. I, I don't have any aloe I've never shopped at aloe and I went into an aloe a few weeks ago for the first time and I'm like this is so cute it is very overwhelming but I like how color coordinated it Mm -hmm. was just it helped my brain because I get very easily overstimulated and I was like this stuff is cute why didn't anybody (sighs) I don't know
1: it's all it's it's all very expensive that that list of five is an expensive list but I'm wearing activewear twice a day usually to teach and then to work out myself yes I've had pieces from all those places for a very long time right. with no And if you change.
0: take care of it, it lasts. Yeah.
1: It I'm lasts. big on the like spend money where it will get you longevity and active wear is where I will Absolutely. drop some
0: coins. Oh, hard to agree. I used to work at Lululemon back in like 2016. And when I worked there, I, of course, bought a bunch of stuff because I had a discount. And a lot of that stuff I still have or I'm just now oh, yeah. starting to replace. And more so just because my style is different, yeah, same, not even because same. it's like not still good. Yeah. Like it lasts if you take it's care amazing. of it. Favorite music? What are you listening to? Ooh, what am I listening to?
1: I really like uh, Tyler, the Creator's new album. Mm -hmm. That's probably Mm -hmm. the most frequent in rotation. But favorites, I like Frank Ocean. I'm a vibe person, so I also... It depends on the situation. Mm -hmm. In classes... I like anything in a, like, Catronata vibe. Mm-hmm. I like a lot, and this is controversial for a lot of people, I think, for fitness <laughs> music, but I do like dance mixes to hip-hop songs. Mm-hmm. Like, the instance, but it's to a song you know. <laughs> so for classes, I like that kind of vibe. But yeah, I'm a big Catronata fan, but most recently, the Tyler the Creator album has been on repeat for me.
0: Those are all great vibes. And I do agree. I think that those mixes are great for workouts, specifically yeah. <laughs> group fitness, where there's, like, a lot of yeah, energy. Yeah, you need the energy. It's like when you're out and you just want to hear the real thing and that yeah, version starts yeah. that's when it's like okay yeah
1: there was a tiktok eating. making fun of instructors that used that I was like <laughs> wait this is me cause it's some like you're hearing lyrics yeah. that you know but it's right. like maybe R&B song that hyped it up mm-hmm. but I do love curating music for specific workouts or yeah. specific situations
0: yeah oh that's the best when the music you can like set the vibes through what the music oh, yeah. is very
1: much a vibe person I'm trying to figure out what my new vibe is going to be at my new studio like yeah. my LA vibe
0: yeah yes new season yeah I love that yeah thank you so much for joining me today can you please let our people know where they can find you and how they can keep in touch
1: yeah they can find me on TikTok what Mojo loves. Yes. I share all things wellness hair uh, you name it I cover it I'm also on Instagram but
0: most of my content is on TikTok amazing We'll make sure we link your TikTok in the show notes I'm sure that so many of our listeners are already following you and if they aren't they will be here today so (laughs) well thank you so much much for having me of course thank you you're like the epitome of balanced black girl vibes (laughs) so we we had to have you on the show thank you thanks Les thank you so much for joining us for balanced black girl today if you liked this episode please make sure to leave us a rating and review we really appreciate it stay subscribed on Apple Spotify or YouTube and I'll be back next week